How's it going, everybody? Welcome to the Dead Jester Productions podcast, episode number 171. I'm your host, Josh, or Jim Oscars, joined this week by special guest, Leopoldo. Thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. I'm very excited to be here. I'm I'm excited to have you on the show. We were chatting a little bit before we started recording here. Got a lot of fun stuff to talk about. Why don't you tell people a little bit about yourself, what you have going on? Um, Well, I began my early career doing visual effects for cine and television back in Argentina. I did got to work in a a winning Oscar winning movie that was very fun. That was a lot of fun. But unfortunately, after that, I I kind of fell out of love with that kind of work and went into something more uh, commercial. I, I started uh, fixing PCs and then I got into selling coffee. I know my life has been a, a back and forth on many things, but eventually I realized that it should all go back to, to my my child passion, which was, which is video games. Mm-hmm. And... I just jumped into it and started making video games. And not long ago, I finally released my, what you may call my biggest, more ambitious project, Guardian Floor. You can find it everywhere. <laughs> Nintendo, <laughs> Xbox, PlayStation, PC, whatever you you like to play. In. Yeah. And after that, I don't know, I'm, I'm seeing where life will take me. Awesome. I gotta ask this: What is the outside of the actual making of the video game? How, what is the process like getting a video game onto platforms like Steam, Xbox? Like, how do you go about even doing that? Well, for Steam, that's the easiest platform to get on. Uh, you just make yourself an account. You prove yourself to you to be a human being that will not mm-hmm. scam people. They do have a like a process to check if your first game is an actual game, because in the past people have uploaded uh, sketchy things. But that's easy. Then you just need to know uh, how to connect your game to Steam, what we call an SDK, a software software development kit that they provide. And you upload it and that's it. Uh, On consoles, it's extremely harder, especially for Latin American developers. Mm-hmm. We do not get that many uh, accounts approved to do the same. So in my case, what, what I did was sign up with a US-based publisher, Top Hat Studios, yeah. and they done everything, an amazing job to upload it to PlayStation, Xbox, Nintendo. And they, in the middle, we hadn't discussed this, but in the middle, they got a, a contract with Epic Store Games. Oh, and nice. we got there as well. And that was extremely, an extremely good news for me and the team. <laughs> <laughs> How did you get started actually developing video games? Um, like where, well, how did you first learn how to do it even? Well, that's... That's um, kind of a cliche. I was I, I had my own company back then that provide coffee to 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 offices like like vending machines. Oh, okay. And and my wife and I were looking to get pregnant, and we did. And when 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 that hit me, I realized, hey, I don't love this job. I I mean, okay, it pays the bills and everything, and it's cool mm-hmm. because I'm my own boss and I have my own hours and whatever. And but I realized that it was not like okay, I'm not living the dream out there. So I decided to, I started to Google stuff a little bit and found out about Unity, which mm-hmm. is a, it's like an environment where, where you can create your own games. There are many. I, Unity is the one I like the most, but there are many out there if you want to get into it. And the, the best part about Unity is that uh, the community is so great. It's so it's huge, and they are always willing to help. So, I I I don't think it's possible for you to find to not find a tutorial that you might need. Like, you can learn anything by yourself if you if you have the what it takes or 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 the drive to do it. Mm-hmm. And that's how I started. After that, I did take a a, a small course about game design which proved to be extremely helpful uh, to understand many key aspects of designing the game more than developing it. And 
that's how I got into it. Uh, of course, Guardian was not my first project. You you might guess like the first <laughs> game extremely failed. The second game failed even more. <laughs> then we made I made a lot of s- small crappy games out there. I actually participated in some other projects like very small parts. Like you know, we need this to be coded in it in an afternoon. Okay, yeah, I I have it. <laughs> I got this. <laughs> Don't worry. And that's it. Nice. Yeah, I'm, I remember uh, earlier, like 2010, maybe we'll say. Uh, I had an interest in making games. Like I was really into like Call of Duty and like first person shooters and fantasy like games, like the Elder Scrolls games, uh, like Skyrim and Oblivion. I don't know if Skyrim was out yet or not. It's close. Um, but I, I was like, oh man, I should make a game. And I, I don't remember what the software was called, but I remember it it was a lot more basic in that uh, it would give you like uh, pieces of environment that you could place like, oh, just stone like uh, walls or, you know, wooden floorboard. Like it would it gave you sections so you weren't coding it specifically. But I remember making like maps and things like that running around in it and you can actually play it like you can put like collectibles down. Uh, you could you know, pick up different weapons and things like that, place different enemies. You could like design the enemies and stuff. And I found that to be super interesting, but something about it where it was the part of like, oh, it turns out I just like playing games, not not making them. I don't know if you've ever had that experience with something where once you turn a hobby into a career, you realize quickly like, oh, this is actually not what I was interested in. Um, it's it's not, it hasn't been my experience. The only part I really hurt, hate is marketing the game. That's that's the worst. Like <laughs> you need to to talk about yourself, like you're some hot shot, and the game is awesome and exciting yeah. and everything. And, <laughs> and 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 this is very common among many game developers I've talked about too. And we all agree that you kind of start feeling like you have this imposter syndrome, like mm-hmm. anyone can make a game. Why am I special? Why is my game special? And, and yeah, that's, that's the only thing that we all hate. But I, I have met so many people like you, like they have the same story you have, you have just talk, talked about. Um, uh, it turns out it's not only that you find out that making the game is so hard or, or so much different to play the game. Yeah. Uh, it, what the other thing that happens to a lot of people is like, uh, and, and we, I, I call this the, the, the Skyrim syndrome because everybody on, on forums and Discord and Reddit and whatever said, mm-hmm. okay, I'm going to make this game like Skyrim. And Skyrim mm-hmm. was made by, by a team of 110 people. Uh, extremely overpaid because yeah. they are extremely talented and and they know <laughs> everything. Like, and I'm sorry, you, you just won't make it. And yeah. no matter how many people say that they will join you for free and and work hard, and so usually you start making games like uh, like Flappy Bird. Like, yeah. <laughs> if you if you think about it, the, the guy that made Flappy Bird is is a, is a genius. Like. It's just tapping, and and he got this game that hooked people yeah. on a very early stage of of, of touch screen games, like, and mm-hmm. and that's what what being an indie game de- developer means, exactly. Especially like you 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 will start making very small games, and eventually you might end up working on something bigger. But you're never gonna make Call of Duty, Valorant, uh, whatever. Like those are enormous commercial enterprises that only big companies can make. Mm. You mentioned there, everybody trying to make Skyrim. Uh, yeah. There's a, a video series I watch on you. I can't remember the guy's name. It's been a while since I've seen the videos. But he his whole video series, and it's like 20, 25 videos at this point, maybe even more, where it's he plays games that are like Dark Souls where he he's like, oh, these are Dark Souls-like games that you've never heard of. Yeah, And it's just him every video playing like eight to ten games that are supposed to be like Souls-like games. And they range from very, very basic games to ones that are, you know, double A studios sort of. 
And it's super interesting watching like the variety of uh, the level of skill that some of these developers have where, you know, like you said, like it's a mobile game almost to they're on the verge of being AAA, but not quite. And seeing that a variety of skill levels is super interesting. Yeah, the other thing that that usually happens is like, okay, we we have, let's say we have a, <clears throat> our own indie studio and we have our, our first success. So we pour everything we earn into making that a new game, and that game jumps to double, like what you like you mentioned, like double A. It's not triple A because, yeah. but it's double A. I recently <clears throat> did a review on a very. I, 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 from time to time, I like to make reviews about all games. And I did mm-hmm. one from Bloodstained Ritual of, R- Ritual of the Night, which is like a sequel to another game from a guy that worked in Castlevania. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he calls himself an indie studio and he might be because he doesn't, he's not owned by another company, but the game, um, kickstarted $5.5 million. <laughs> <laughs> before releasing so i mean y- y- you are technically an indie game but y- you're not like y- you're not struggling to pay the bills <laughs> and mm-hmm. making the game for the first time it's like i don't know if you have ever seen uh warner brothers independent movie it you're still warner brothers you you can call yourself <laughs> whatever you want but <laughs> i'm not saying it's a bad movie or or anything but it's like, it's like marketing. Yeah, I'm an indie mm-hmm. movie. I'm, yeah, okay, <laughs> sure. It is. Yeah, no, it, it is about how you see yourself. You went, going back to what you'd said earlier too about uh, the marketing side of it being the struggle and trying to have this uh, like imposter or having this imposter syndrome. Do you think, I don't know, like maybe it's different working with a team because uh, I guess I don't have this experience, but just a hypothetical, like, if you have a team, maybe as opposed to having an imposter syndrome about it, you're not promoting yourself. You're promoting your team's work. I don't know if that helps people as far as marketing goes, because it's you don't have to feel like you're bragging about yourself in that regard. It's more bragging on behalf of all these people that have done exceptional work with you and really I mean, you know, pumping them up. It might be. It's it's just not my experience. Uh, for yeah. Guardian of Lore, we were a, a five-person team. I was mm-hmm. the fifth member. And we all had that kind of, okay, this is great. We're doing something great. Let's talk about it online. Okay, well, how do we do this? How do mm-hmm. we do that? And we hired a mar- marketing agent, agency, oh. three to be exactly. Uh, <laughs> and it's like, the, I, I think the the um, like the, their main their their key position for the marketing agency was to boost up our egos. Like, wow, this game is great! Congratulations. <laughs> <laughs> the same thing happened when we went to to festivals. We, we participated in many festivals around the world because oh. uh, due to COVID, uh, all the festivals were online. So, mm-hmm. you know, I, I'm. I just started sending emails like, I want to participate in your festival. I want to participate in your festival. And that also boosts your ego a lot. Like people try the game and plays it and mm-hmm. and you get to kind of receive feedback. And I always say that there's everything in the internet. Like that there is these people that hate you uh, or they're jealous of you. And there's people that actually want to help. Mm-hmm. I, I even have a... There's a fun review on on Steam, but it's fun for me because, first of all, the guy did not buy the game on Steam, so I, I'm guessing <laughs> G2A or something. And in the yeah. middle of the review, he says that I, I tried to force him not to buy the review. Like, I, I threatened him. And <laughs> I don't know him. <laughs> I don't know who you are. Like, uh, congratulations. I don't know. You hated, you, he hated the game, and, and I get that, like, Okay, it's not for you. It's not for everybody. I, I, I'm sure somebody out there hate Breath of the Wild as well. So there's no game that is 100 uh, percent loved by everyone. But I don't know. Why would you say I threaten you? I I would not do that. <laughs> Freedom of speech and everything. <laughs> yeah, 
it's it's weird. We've gotten bad like feedback on our our show here, and from people I've talked to personally, you know, like people that have been on the show or people that I know listen to the show, I get good feedback from them. The only time I get feedback from people that I don't ask for is when it's negative. Like I, I feel like with some with some content, it you're only going to hear from people who want to complain. People that like are, you know, enjoying something don't really feel the need to speak out about it. Sometimes, I mean, obviously you're going to get people that are like, "Oh yeah, no, I enjoyed this. I'm happy about this," and they'll leave like a positive review. But overwhelmingly, the emails I receive are always negative, and it's usually people complaining about like a joke or something that we've made. Or, yeah. you know, our, just our opinions on stuff sometimes like, oh, you would think that or whatever. And yeah. every time it's like, I'm sure there's a silent majority of people that are just happy to listen to the show and not complain. <laughs> like, I just, I don't know. I just, I'm, not, I'm never bothered by like negative feedback, if you want to even call it that. And I'm not really sure why why would you leave like a harmful review? Like, uh, I don't know, mm -hmm. you're trying to be funny. You're trying to like, what, like change that. I, uh, I mentioned to you earlier that I started uploading uh, gameplays to, to TikTok uh, as, a, mm -hmm. as a form of therapy of mine. In the beginning, it was like that. And there, there are comments like, oh, you suck. You, you look like, uh, <laughs> like below iron, which is the lowest rank. And okay. <laughs> What, what what do you want me to do? Like, I'm a I'm a grown man. I'm almost almost pushing forty, and I have two kids. I, I'm not going to practice more, so you don't <laughs> complain about how I play. Like, I don't care. Yeah. Good for you. Yeah, like, it. I don't know. It, it just doesn't bother me. I'm like, clearly, it means a lot more to you to complain about nothing than it you know than it does to me to listen to you complain. It's like I just enjoy watching people like. Like I said, I don't know how many emails I've gotten where it's just like, oh, like people, have, I don't even know that they're actually offended. They're just like, I can't believe you'd tell that joke. It's like, man, we're like 160 episodes in at this point. If you are surprised by anything we say, then clearly you haven't been listening very long. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> also, to, 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 to make a stand at that, like, uh, have you noticed that uh, I don't know how old are you, but uh, I'm I'm almost pushing forty, as I said, and mm. I don't know. I I feel like people now like they they feel the that they have to be offended by jokes. Like, yeah, yeah. If you see TV shows or video games that I used to play, like, mm -hmm. and nobody says like, oh, this is misogynist or this is anti-LGBTQ. Whatever. And I, I I don't know. Like, are you really offended by my joke? It, it's a joke. You know that, right? Mm -hmm. It's not like I really think we should go to the streets and forbid to be uh, homosexual or whatever. Like, it's just a joke. <laughs> yeah. I congratulate like you. Said, it, I, I don't know why. It does seem like it's been... Uh, a lot more as of late because so, i mean I'm, I'm 29 right but even so like i remember like five between like 10 years ago this now it was absolutely nothing like this where it's like anything you say people are going to pick apart and and try and cancel you or whatever or just like talk bad about you and hate you it's like when i was like i was in high school we'd go online all the time and there'd be like people saying stupid stuff there weren't a bunch of comments under them making fun of them or hating on them. It was just people just ignored it and moved on. Like, I, I don't know what it is right now. Uh, maybe people uh, just I, think that they can get popular by being outraged. I don't know. Maybe. The, I also think that uh, having access to, to connect to everyone all the time, it, it kind of had that effect as well. Like you, yeah. when I was younger, uh, I, I mean, I, I was an early bird. I, I, I used Merck and ICQ, and that it, it wasn't that common. Like, oh, I'm going to go online and post everything I hate about you. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I'm I, sure. I also feel that this, this had a, this, that effect of toxicity 
on video games. I, I don't know if you play anything online, but some people get to be really rude and like, fuck yes. you, you, you deserve to die for this. For this, I, I just missed the job. Like, yeah. Okay. <laughs> and and I think that's because of the, of the, of the, the invulnerability you have because you are on the, on the other side of the world, maybe, and mm -hmm. can scream. When I was young, when, when I was a kid, and we played a lot of soccer back in Argentina, and if you say anything to, like that to any other kid... Does Argentina and... like soccer? I wasn't aware. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> From time to time. Maybe yeah, every they... four years or something. Yeah. I didn't even know they played it down there. I, I thought they hated it based on you know <laughs> everything about the country that I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Yeah. But but just as a curiosity, I've been to other play, uh, countries that love soccer, and mm -hmm. we still play a lot more than them. Like, I, we, when I was a kid, I I had a soccer ball all the time with me. I wasn't good. Mm -hmm. I'm not good at it, but I did have the soccer ball all the time. It's like all we ever did at school. Yeah. And anyway, as I, as I was saying, if you trash talk anyone, they would come and beat the crap out of you. <laughs> and I. <laughs> And you would learn, like, okay, I'm, I'm gonna shut up now. <laughs> okay, thank you. I, that's what it was like as a kid growing up playing Call of Duty. Like on the, like the, the game chat in those games was horrific. And then, like even now, it's still terrible. You just hear people saying racist stuff all the time. Uh, I don't play a ton of Call of Duty anymore. I do have it on in the background from time to time, but like now, it's just. I play games with my girlfriend, like Mario or whatever. Like we're just playing more relaxed, cooperative games is what we do. Um, yeah. But yeah, I don't know. Back in the, I think it depends on the age range too. Like Call of Duty was bad back then because it was a bunch of small kids trying to be, you know, offensive just because they thought it was cool. And nowadays it's a bunch of those exact same people, but slightly older, still trying to be offensive. Oh, no, don't, don't be deceived by that. I, <laughs> I got into Valorant, or uh, which is which I've is targeted. Played, I know what it is, but I haven't played it. Yeah, yeah. and it's targeted to a much younger audience than me. Uh, I got into it because the the guy that that did the sound effects for Guardian of Lore mm -hmm. uh, was really hooked, and he kind of forced the five of us to play from time <laughs> to time, and I really got hooked. Um, people there might be young. I'm saying maybe 12, 13, mm. and they're both aggressively and misogynist. Like, really? <laughs> Go back to the kitchen? It's yeah. it's a really common phrase to hear around there. Or like, oh, you should stop playing because you suck at this. Man. <laughs> yeah, there's, not, not, there's not a lot of that when we play, <laughs> when we're playing like Mario. If if exactly. anyone is saying that, it's gonna be my girlfriend and me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. I know the feeling. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's like there there shouldn't be any trash talk because you can't escape it when it's local <laughs> multiplayer or co op. Yeah, I tried to get her to play a uh, Elden Ring recently, and that was a a fun experience, more for me than for her. But my my girlfriend does not have like video game experience. She's not a gamer, so. We had played, oh, what, I forget what we played before that. I don't remember. We'd been playing like, you know, Mario, just Mario World, whatever, and Donkey Kong. And I was like, oh, no, it'd be fun if you played Elden Ring. And we switched to that. And watching her just try and like wrap her head around, it was so fun. Uh, she she beat a couple of bosses uh, before really giving up. But yeah, it was, <laughs> something about watching somebody who's not a gamer play a game yeah. that has a very sharp difficulty is is very entertaining <laughs> <laughs> yeah it is <laughs> but if you if you want a if you want a lesser known game uh to play with her i would recommend uh, uh overcook one or two it's we tried game. those actually yeah it was it got a little out of we got a decent ways through the game i forget which we played one of them i don't know if it was one or two um but uh, we got like a good ways into the game and then it just became a bit too much. She's not very good at like fast reacting to what's going on. Like manage the whole point of those games is like managing who's doing what tasks. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. And, and she just gets overwhelmed by it, which is why it's like it's easier with games like like Mario Odyssey, where I'm playing as Mario oh. running around doing all this stuff. And she's the hat floating around collecting she's... things. It's a yeah. lot easier to manage when I'm 
<laughs> Especially it's like, all right, here come a bunch of really complicated jumps and I'm doing all the jumps. And it's like, all right, you float the hat over in this direction. <laughs> so, yeah, one of us is doing a lot more than the other, but it's we're at least both helping, which is nice. Uh, I don't, I forget what else we've played. We we do play some like multiplayer games. We did a uh, Ultimate Chicken Horse, I think is what it's called. It's like a platformer where you build the map. Each round, you pick an object and you place it on the map, and you try and get to the end while trying while placing traps for the other players. That game's kind of fun. We played some FIFA recently, but. Yeah, for the most part, it's just relaxed co-op games. So she doesn't have to worry about me just demolishing her. <laughs> we did a we we did a game of FIFA where I, I set it up so both teams were Barcelona in their home jerseys. And we I set it so that the player indicator was as small as possible. And you couldn't tell who was who, and that was a real blast. <laughs> Sounds amazing. Uh it's, it was fun. We I, I, I like doing that. Like I say that she's not a competitive person. No, no. <laughs> we, I, I like, I like when games let you do that, where it just makes it an absolute like mess. Like NHL, uh, the NHL games, uh, you yeah. can panel like uh, you can turn off any penalties and uh, like make it so people are falling down all the time, and that's a ton of fun because you're just skating into people. They go flying. Everyone's tripping over all, each other, and it's just an absolute disaster. But it's so much fun. Because it's just super goofy, like games like that are are like are like, goofy party ultimate game. fall guy like fall guys like like they, they, that oh, yes, game that like you that. play that, a chunky dude that turns yeah. around and gets bumped. Yeah, it just just goofy games like that are fun. Uh, I forget what the game is. There's one where it's like punch the robot. Oh, I don't know what it's called. It is not Astro's Playroom. There's a game where you, everybody on screen looks identical, and you have to go one by one, and you punt your you, your only controls are to punch. That's it, and you punch them, and if it's a player, you knock them out and you win. But if it's a robot, they just turn, they change from whoever they looked like into a robot, and they fall down, and you're slowly taking out every robot while you figure out who the players are and who the robots are. And it's a ton of fun and it's, it's pretty simple. Um, but it's, it's funny because if you miss your character just stands there looking around and you can't move for like a second and it's a ton of fun. I can't remember what it's called, but stuff like that, like a little party games like that are, are blast. Oh, unspottable is what it's called. I'll have to check that out. It's a fun little game. It was, it was cheap. It's fun. Um, Oh yeah, like the Crash Bandicoot games, Spyro, stuff like that. Crash Bandicoot can get kind of hard at a certain point, but like Spyro, she yeah. tried. She was having fun with those because that at least Spyro you can kind of go at your own pace, whereas Crash Bandicoot it's like you have to make your way through the level. Um, maybe maybe throw in some Mario Party there. We it have yeah, like we have a number of different Mario Party games. Um, I had her play through a Stray, the game where you play as a cat, you know. Uh, she enjoyed that, even though she was worried all the time that the cat was going to die. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, stuff like that. It's just, I don't know. I, it, she likes slower paced games where you just kind of relax as opposed to the competitive aspect of it or where you're rushed. So, uh, yeah, what, I get, I get that. Yeah. What, what games, uh, what games are you currently playing? Uh, Right now, I just finished Tales of Arise, which was long overdue. I, I do not have that much time. <laughs> um, yeah, I play a lot of Valorant, mostly for the clips and creating content. And I have like a long list of, of unplayed video games that I always yeah. say I'm going to finish. Right now, it's at 108. So I'm not sure what I'm going to play next. I I decided to start streaming on on Wednesday Minecraft Legends and that's a lot of fun. I I, I had much more like? fun. I don't than know it. anything about that game. Um, it's it's about uh, it's in the it's set in the world of Minecraft. Like you're a mm-hmm. made of logs and all that. I know Minecraft. I just don't know what the yeah. Legends version is. And Legends is kind of like a real time strategy game where they actually remove the strategy part and you just create. 
you create your army and you charge with them forward into battle. Um, it's kind of a Warcraft 3 meets Minecraft meets uh, a really cool sound effects and and this weird story about god the gods of minecraft that ask you to save the world and you kill yeah, I, a lot of pigs i knew it was coming out but i didn't know anything about it because what what was the uh there was another minecraft game that had come out a little while back that was like a rogue like uh yeah yeah that's called minecraft minecraft Dungeons? is that what it is I, I think it's Minecraft, uh, Dungeons or Epic or something like that. It was Minecraft uh, Dungeons. That's what I was thinking about. Dungeons, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that one was fun. But I, got, I once I got through it, I was just, I, I was done with it, you know? I, yeah, I know. It's it's I not like Minecraft. It, yeah, it's not Minecraft of, that you can play forever and, yeah. and forever. <laughs> I, I'm like you where I don't have a ton of free time most of the time. And so it's like, all right, whenever we game, it's like I, we want to play something new. So... We can actually advance. Otherwise, it's like I'm just gonna be stuck playing the same game forever. <laughs> yeah, I I actually enjoy games that can be finished eventually. Mm-hmm. Oh, that was the other game we played. My girlfriend had gotten uh, Hogwarts Legacy. I bought that for. Her, oh, that's through that. That's one of the top on my list. Like, I really want to get into it. <laughs> it was fun. I obviously there was a huge ever outrage around it for whatever reason. People, everyone hated it, but yeah, everyone played it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but and, most of the hate came from from Rowling's uh, yeah declarations. Yeah. yeah, it wasn't hate for the game itself. It was from her, about her and because she was associated with it. And, um, and as, a de- as a developer, I had to to stand with the the team that developed the game that yeah. are obviously talented and everything. And I don't think they share Rowling's beliefs. So not if playing you play the, the game, game, you know they don't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's very obvious if you play the game that it's yeah. like oh, very clearly they they don't share her beliefs. Um, and I'm I'm sure Rowling just put on put her name on the game and and Harry Potter in it and and that's it. Yeah. I, I don't think she's got oh anything. she had nothing to do with it. No. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it was it was fun. Um, it it wasn't the story wasn't amazing, but it I think for what it is, it was a good game because everyone wants to play it to be a wizard in like the Harry Potter universe. Yeah. That's why people want to play it. They're not there for some amazing new story. They just want to be a wizard at Hogwarts. And it's perfect for that. It really is. Really? Uh, does it, the it, it doesn't bring like a, like a cool story behind it. I, I feel like I don't want to spoil me anything. But I, I'm, I won't I'm so spoil curious. it. The, the story's fine. It's not, it's not a bad story. Yeah. It's just, it's not what I thought it was going to be. I thought it was going to, without spoiling it, you play through a year, right? It, you, you just go to Hogwarts and you, you know, the story takes place over a year while you're there. Um, probably yeah. setting up sequels, maybe. I don't know. Um, but yeah, it, the story takes place over that. Um, and it's it's an interesting story. I f- the reason I say the story was amazing is because there are like side stories. It, how do I explain it? it? There's There are side missions you can do, but a lot of them are part of the main story as well like it, it all intermingles um and some of those side stories are way more interesting than the main story which kind of which is, like skyrim <laughs> sure yeah. Skyrim. yeah like there's a there's side characters who are integral to the main story as well and i feel like their story would have been way more interesting as the main plot as opposed to what you actually get not that it's a bad thing but it it was just i don't know something about it was just kind of uh I don't know. I feel like they could have adjusted it a little bit to make it mesh better. Maybe. I don't know. But it yeah. was super fun. We enjoyed it. Um, I would step in every once in a while if she got stuck in like a battle or something and couldn't get her way through it. Um, but yeah, you can explore the world. It's all it looks exactly like the movies, which I think is I think they did that on purpose uh, because people, you know, people who read the books and play the game don't really have visuals to associate with it. But the people that watch the movies and then play the game are going to be like, oh, that looks just like the movie. You know, yeah. that I remember that part from the movie. And, and they definitely make a bunch of references as well. I, I don't know if, you, if you're into board games, but uh, one of my favorite game, board games of all time is called Hogwarts Battle. It's a 
cooperative four people game inside the Harry Potter world. And well, I, I have read the books and my wife is a huge fan of the books. And the game is awesome and it's perfect as it is, but it it all looks like the movies and I don't know for, for Battle for Hogwarts it's called. It's a board game. It's quite is old. Is it cards or not? Ho- is it what? Is it card like a card game or is it actually yeah. Okay, yeah, I, yeah. I have it here. And see it on Amazon. It, uh, uh, that's a sick game if you ever want to get into board games. It's it's kind of complicated, but you can play uh, like the first book first, and and that's less complicated, and it becomes more complicated as you advance books and you learn yeah, okay. skills and everything. But the thing about it is, like we we both love that game. We played it. We we know it by heart. Like we know what what next villain is going to come up, pop up, and mm-hmm. battle us, but. The thing is, we both uh, disagree <laughs> on the on some casting members for the movies, and like <laughs> looking at them, I know the movies are more popular than the books, like, I'm, and I'm guessing they took that for Hogwarts uh, <laughs> Legacy as well. Yeah, like, like I said, it's it's a fun game. If you're a fan of like that universe, then you'll you'll th- I'm sure you'll thoroughly enjoy it. Um, the only thing that's annoying is there's no Quidditch and that's like a thing that's right at the beginning of the game where like no Quidditch and people are annoyed now because now that the Hogwarts Legacy is dying down a little bit they announced a Quidditch game a standalone uh-huh. Quidditch game and so clearly they pulled Quidditch from Hogwarts Legacy so that they could sell an actual Quidditch game separately so yeah. people are a little frustrated about that um, yeah I, I'd recommend Hogwarts Legacy It's it's a fun time there's plenty. There's plenty of content to do, especially if you're doing side stuff. Uh, if you just breeze through the main story, you'll get through it pretty quickly. But there's plenty of side stuff to do. We did all of the collectibles and everything. We 100% completed it, so that took us quite a bit longer. Um, by the time we were done, I was like, I'm happy we're done. I'm I'm happy to move on now. <laughs> but it was, yeah, it was it was fun. I'm gonna have to add the Hogwarts battle here to my Amazon cart. My girlfriend and I do play a number of board games as well. We've been collecting more and more. We probably have like 40 games out there maybe now. Some of them are like small little card games to slightly more complex ones. We have a... I won't go through all of them, but go ahead. This is a kind of a complex game, but it, I love it. It's, it's one of my favorites. It's super well designed because you can actually... You are one of the main characters. You learn spells, you... You battle uh, Voldemort and everything, and it's yeah. it's extremely well designed. It's like we, yeah. we, I I like when games are like marketed towards children, but it turns out they're way more complicated. My little yeah. brother, who is nine years old, he uh, he had gotten a I forget what it was called, but it's like a Marvel card game with all the superheroes and everything. Legendary, and like I forget what it was called. It's Marvel Legendary. I love playing that with my kids. <laughs> Let me see if this is it. It's not that, actually. Not that one? No, hold on. Maybe Villanus? Marvel Villanus? Marvel Splendor is what it was That's a new one for me. And we thought, oh, it's just like a Marvel little kids game. And it's not overly complicated, but it's way more complicated than we thought it was going to be to the point where, like, my little brother could not play. There's no way he can play it like on his own like you you basically lay out the cards and you're slowly like you have to in order to the, the way you win is you have to have a certain assortment of cards and in order to get those cards you have to collect tokens and you're competing against other people by collecting tokens in a way that they can't use those tokens to pick up cards and so it's uh you're working i don't know it's just a weird way to I, I, I'm terrible at explaining this, but it was way too complicated for him to figure out, my little brother. And I thought it was like, oh, this will be like a little like 15 minute game, maybe. It was like an hour. At like 20 minutes in, we finally figured out how to actually play the game. And I'm like, oh man, this is this is not good. <laughs> it was. I mean, yeah. it's fun, but it for what we usually do, it, we're more interested in doing cooperative stuff. Because uh, I'm way more of a gamer than my girlfriend and like my, my dad, my little brother, whatever. 
So when we go to visit them, it's always simple stuff like here. Like we have we have competitive like board games and things like that here, but we do like we do like more cooperative style stuff. The problem is with a lot of cooperative tabletop games, it's story based. And so by the time I don't I don't feel like spending like 50 bucks on a board game and then playing through it once and then being like, okay, well now if I play through it again, I already know what's gonna happen. Like it the fun's kind of taken out of it. You can take a shot at Forbidden Island. Uh, Forbidden Island, I think it's called. It's a cooperative for people game <laughs> where you're trying to get a treasure from an island, and it's, it's not story based. It's and it's very fun. It's quick, and I don't know. Even a kid that age should be able to play. Yeah. I, I I tend to research a lot about this because, as I as I mentioned, I have two kids. Yeah. Uh, my oldest one has nine now. And the youngest one, six. And I have a huge board game collection, and it's impossible for them to look at it and say, uh, well, no, I don't care about this. That they are all very colorful and everything. Yeah. And every time I, I like, uh, as, as they advance to a certain age, I, tr- I try to think, okay, we can try this game now or this mm. game now. And his new thing is tacos versus burritos. It's a yeah, that, game. It's a card. I know. I I've heard about okay. it. <laughs> yeah, it's it's very easy to understand, and it's really funny watching him get. He's very confident. He's like, I'm never gonna lose. And then every time we've played it with him, he's lost because he's like, Oh, I can't believe it. It's like, Yeah, it's, it's the welcome to the real world. <laughs> yeah, something very similar happens to my kid. My oldest kid uh, yeah. likes to play with us uh, Ticket to Ride, which is a okay, yeah. Out. Yeah, at this point. We and, and my wife can it, it it's kind of unbeatable. Like we went to Pax Australia uh on 2019 and she won every tournament there for Ticket to Ride. <laughs> and we can never beat her. And and he's always like, Okay, this is my game. I, I I'm so close to winning. I know I'm gonna mm-hmm. win. And he loses and, and <laughs> he gets really <laughs> But as you said, welcome to the real world. Like mm-hmm. nobody's handing you picture anytime soon there i remember one time we were playing tacos or burritos with him and he was so close to winning and i realized that i could sabotage him on the last like turn of the game and so i like i loaded up like you can play like the point is to like add up points you play cards and that's just like a score and at the end of the game you add up your points to see whoever has the highest score but you can play them anywhere you want so i just kept playing all of my points in my girlfriend's uh, area for her taco or whatever and so she's getting all these points all these points my little brother's like oh no 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 and he's like putting all these like minus points into hers trying to level it out because he has like very few points and at the end of the game I, I played the card that lets you switch with any other player so I switched <laughs> I switched with him and because he put all the minuses on hers he was distracted and so I, I took his and I won the game so it was great and he was <laughs> devastated I know but yeah, there we've been we've been getting a lot more into board games. I probably bought like ten to fifteen board games within like the last two months that we've been just slowly working our way through. We have like Bears versus Babies, I think, I think is what it was called. Which is an interesting box because the box is covered in like brown fur. My dog hates it. <laughs> uh, yeah, we got Ticket to Ride, we got Firewatch or something. I can't remember what it is. You basically like yeah, you, you basically you set like little fire tokens down. The object of the game is to you like change the direction of the wind, and it you place fire tokens down, try and burn down the other person's uh, fire watching post on the corner of the board. It's I, very straightforward. Kind of another game that comes to mind that you can play with him: uh, Tiny Towns. You Tiny. he'll he'll be able to play it, but he he might not win for a while because it's kind of a Tetris style of game, you have to build your city uh, on a grid, and if you run out of mm-hmm. space, you lose. But my my oh, my son, the, the oldest son, has already got into it and loves it. Uh, mm-hmm. The youngest one could not handle it well yet. She's six. <laughs> so. Yeah, hold on to this as well. Keep it on that. Before the uh, before the call, you were talking about. And we mentioned it a little bit too, you streaming, but you wanted to go.
go more into making a Twitch channel based around like a TV channel style where you have other yeah. content creators come on and and uh, put on performances and shows on, on the Twitch channel. What made you want to lean into that side of things as opposed to making your own show? Um, making my own show, I mean, I, lo- I, I had a lot of fans streaming, but mm-hmm. I feel like, well, first, I'm too old for that. <laughs> <laughs> like the the average age, I think it's twenty four, and I'm thirty eight. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, I also travel a lot uh, due to work and basically visiting my family back in Argentina, and mm-hmm. I feel like this would put a shackle on me, and it, it it demands too much. But having the channel and helping people create their own content, I, I feel like that would make me so happy to be p- mm-hmm. part of that creative process and let them shine on their own and i do feel and i've seen many 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 streamers that are very talented and they they do really cool stuff but they don't get discovered or whatever because uh twitch is ruthless uh, with with new streamers like i don't know how i did it i i I got to affiliate in less than a month and and Mm -hmm. i think that's like like an accomplishment, like like an achievement I unlocked. And I've known people that streamed for a year and could not fulfill the requisites to be an affiliate or whatever. And I I would like to give that uh, to someone else so they have their spot to shine. And I don't know, I, I feel like I would rather have that than being famous myself. I definitely agree. Yeah. Like I said, like it, we streamed same, like, like you're saying, like it, uh, I just fell out of love with being on stream. It, it felt, it became, it came to the point where it felt like more like a job than me just relaxing and enjoying it. It took the fun out of playing the game and felt like more, I'm playing a manager for a live chat than enjoying a video game while talking to people. And I don't get me wrong. I thoroughly enjoyed chatting with people. Uh, we we were very fortunate as well. Like you said, with affiliate, we hit affiliate in about a week. We hit partner in what would it have been? Six months. Uh, we were very fortunate. We had a great community. And then it fell apart when I went back to work full time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, but, uh, but yeah, like I said, I just, I don't know something about it where I was like, I really enjoyed chatting with people, but. It, I think it's it's the same effect as you mentioned when you said you wanted to make your own game. Like people think mm-hmm. that streaming is just playing video games live, and mm-hmm. it's far from it. Like yeah. it, it doesn't matter unless you're a, a super player, what we call a super player. Like mm-hmm. I know you're tense playing Valorant. He's he's like a god that never misses, and <laughs> and that's okay. he can play and relax, and they will still watch him. But mm-hmm. otherwise, you're an entertainer. Like you need to to think about what you're saying, what what you're gonna talk about, or what you're gonna do. And it's not just playing video games. And it's what uh, what you mentioned. Like, okay, I'm not being, I am not relaxing playing video games anymore. Yeah. And the same yeah. thing. <clears throat> like you make your own game. It, you find out that it is not just us playing games and. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I would I much prefer what I do now, which is just behind the scenes work, helping to prop people up and get them started, because I can I not only do I get I still get to create things, you know, I'm, I'm helping them create their stream, their channel, their social media profile, and all that, but then I get to know like oh I I was able to actually help somebody out as opposed to just sitting here talking myself up essentially at a certain point. Um. I, maybe community manager style thing would be fun too. Cause it's not something I've really done full time. Uh, like I enjoyed that. Like I'd love interacting with people. Don't get me wrong. I, other, if I didn't, I wouldn't be doing a podcast. I imagine, <laughs> but yeah, like just chatting with people and everything like that has been, is always a blast. I love talking to people, but like I said, when I'm, when I was streaming, for a while it was a ton of fun but when i tried to get back into it after like a hiatus i like i said i was just like man i haven't had time to even play games and now when i'm trying to enjoy something new 
I don't even get the chance to do that because I'm focused on the job at hand, which is communicating with the stream, answering questions, providing information, things like that. I didn't have a chance to enjoy new games uh, because I was chatting with people. Whereas yeah. when I first started streaming, I, like I said, I, and people that have listened to the podcast know this. So I've said it so many times. When I first started streaming, first game I played, Dark Souls 3, because I was super familiar with it. And it was something I can play without having to really pay attention to it. I could focus more on the chat side of things. And it was super easy. It was so much fun because it was, yeah, I'm playing the game, but really I'm here chatting with people. Whereas yeah. once a new game started coming out, it's like, I'm chatting with people, but I really want to just be playing the game. But I can't do that because I'll upset people who are, you know, the wonderful people who are here to see me and chat with me. And that's yeah. that's where I felt bad. It also maybe sometimes um, block you from playing games you want. Like, okay, this this game won't be watched or mm -hmm. my community won't enjoy me playing me playing that game. And I actually, for example, uh, I tried Rocket League, the, guy, the game that you're mm -hmm. a remote car that yeah, plays soccer. I'm terrible at that. I'm so bad at that game. <laughs> yeah, me too. But it's so much fun <laughs> because no matter what you do, it's fun. <laughs> it, it has explosions and everything. And my community did not enjoy that stream. <laughs> and I could feel it. Like, uh, yeah, okay. I'm, I'm losing you guys. Are you there? And I have yeah. to switch back to Badrand uh, immediately. We so, always like to yeah. try make our games. That's what we do yeah. every time. After <laughs> Dark Souls 3, I was like, all right, you guys are picking next. And we just kept doing that over and over again. And it progressively got worse for me because they just bullied me to no end. Like, you're so bad at this game. I'm like, I know. <laughs> I, I suck at this. <laughs> Why do you think I didn't play this before? Because I'm terrible at it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it, was, it was a ton of fun. But man, I, I just got bullied relentlessly because I was so bad at so many of the games they recommended. Oh, it was brutal. Yeah. Secure was the worst. Sekiro, I was so bad at that game. I I don't know why. Like I just could not get the timing down in that game. And That's so weird it was like, because it's another soul. It's yeah, it's actually it, for, from software game. <laughs> it is, yeah. With I don't know what it is. Like I said, with Dark Souls, the or Elden Ring, like any of the Demon Souls, any of those games. I'm fine with like I'm I'm probably above average at those games. Uh and a lot of that is just learning the you know the enemies how they fight, rolling to avoid their attacks and then taking my time slashing them down and and over time just wearing them down and beating them. Whereas I feel like Sekiro it's a lot faster paced and you have to like parry the attacks and I was just terrible at that. Just absolutely terrible. I don't know how many times it's like, all right, we're so close to beating the boss and I've hit the wrong button and I'm dead. All right, let's start over again. It's like over and over and over again. It was so brutal. And that's that's one of the few games that I've played that I didn't beat. That actually, like I played it all the way up to the final boss. Got injured, cut my thumb open, had to get stitches so I couldn't play it and then just never went back to it. And I was, that's the yeah. only game I've gotten that far in that I didn't finish. Normally, it's like I'm almost done. I have to finish it. Otherwise, what's the point with that game? Now you have to finish it. Like <laughs> I don't know how. Like how am I supposed to jump back into a game that hard that late into the game? Yeah, I <laughs> it's know. It's the final boss. What am I supposed to do? <laughs> I something like that happened to me when I I, I ran through the three Dark Souls, and for the second mm -hmm. Dark Souls, I don't know. I don't remember what happened. But there was a certain point that I had to quit playing it because it was taking me too much time. I, mm -hmm. I, 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 I had gone back to, to, to college and everything. And when I jumped back to it, I had to start over. Like, you know, <laughs> this is not going well. I, I wasn't that far into the game, like maybe halfway yeah. through the story. And, and I said, this is going to take forever. I, I'd rather start over and practice <laughs> again because it, this is not working. And I think, yeah. I feel like that something like that is going to happen to you if you jump back to Sekiro. Um, I've been tempted to at times too, but I'm just like, every time I'm like, but I'm at the last boss of the game. What am I, how am I supposed to 
get my bearings back and learn how to play the game again on the final boss. Like it's just gonna yeah. be me getting beat up by the boss the whole time. It happens. It also happens to me a game called The Search. It's like Dark Souls oh, okay. meets yeah, yeah, yeah. Robots. Yeah. And there was a point that I could. I, there's a boss I couldn't beat for a week, and I said, yeah. "Okay, this is this is not making me happy. I'm gonna stall like for an, for a couple of weeks." And when mm-hmm. I jump back to it, I, I could not bury any hit. I could not aim any hit. I did not remember where the boss is, and you know these games like you you don't start in the boss chamber like you you have to run a little bit, and I got lost many times looking for it, and I said, you know what, I'm quitting this game. I'm sorry. It's a cool game. It's good and everything. I'm sorry. I can't. I'm too old for this. You mentioned being lost, not knowing how to find the boss. We had that problem a couple days ago. We jumped back into Mario Odyssey, and we get to this one world. And it's like a forest world. And we realized, like, did we not finish this level? And apparently you don't have to completely finish every level in order to finish the game, like to beat the final boss no. the first time. And I we get back you- into this world and we're like, we never finished this. What is what is going on? <laughs> and so we're like, we're trying to figure out like what we're supposed to be doing in this world. Because we had it like, I don't know, 75% done. And then we must have quit playing the game or so. I have no idea what happened. And so we're like trying to figure out like, where did we leave off? What are we supposed to be doing? <laughs> we're like running around all over the place trying to figure out where we're even supposed to go. And eventually we figured it out. But we're just like, this is, what are we doing? <laughs> I, I think that's the only thing that kind of disappointed me about Mario Odyssey and otherwise mm-hmm. Masterpiece is like most of the game is optional. You can mm. finish the game with less than half the st- the the moons out there. You can just buy all of the moons and skip. The yeah, whole game. <laughs> technically, <laughs> to, I think you have to buy like a hundred and nineteen moons or something in order to get all of them. Um, um I'm not sure. I I, I I I played it like two years ago, but I think there's eight hundred and eighty moons that you can collect, and then if you want to get all nine ninety nine, you have to buy a hundred nineteen moons. I think. Um, and, and I think you can finish the game with it under 300. <laughs> Most of the game yeah. is optional. Yeah, I'm a. Most of the time, I'm a completionist, especially with games like that. Sekiro, I'm not a completionist in. Like dark, like the Dark Souls games, like I'll beat every boss, I'll do like all the stuff there's to do, but I'm not the type going out and like collecting every single type of items. Like that's not in those games. Well, like Mario, it's like there's a definitive, like yeah. this is how many stars and moons there are. This is every level. It's like I will beat every level and collect every moon oh, in this game. I, I eventually gave up, but I remember <laughs> struggling to get every uh, outfit in the game, and We're some close. of those, some of those we're, are like ten thousand coins or something. Yeah, they're there? nine 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 nine. Yeah, yeah. no, we're we're very close. <laughs> we have, I think, like. 810 <laughs> moons at this point we've just been doing level by level at this point going back and collecting everything and i think we're just at the moon now like we're just on the moon trying to get the the remaining moons and uh i think we have almost every outfit as well like we're we're super close and that's mainly me playing the game while i'm waiting for my girlfriend to come home from work some days <laughs> just <laughs> grinding it out one at a time playing through it oh. The, the cool thing about Mario Odyssey is that you can like jump into it and play 15 minutes and it's still yeah. useful time for the game. Mm-hmm. It's not, it, it's not a, in Dark Souls, I, I, I feel like in 15 minutes, I'm not going to reach the, the next bonfire. And you get nothing. Everything I've done. <laughs> yeah. You either play it for an hour or nothing. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. It, I don't know. That's that's been our problem lately is finding games that you can just do that in. Like you just hop in and play for a little bit and then all right, I'm good. Cause like I said, yeah. we played Hogwarts Legacy for weeks. We're just like at a certain point we're like, is this game really not over yet? <laughs> like we're enjoying it, but man, it's been weeks we've been playing this now. Uh, oh, I, I, I mentioned you I just finished Tales of Arise. I'm a huge Tales of series fun. And I've it seen took the me ads for that, but I've 94 no hours. I have 94 hours in that game, and I'm still not done with it. So, yeah, that's a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, one of the games I played recently was uh, 
Fire Emblem Engage. I'm a big fan of the Fire Emblem series. Yeah. I think I have like 170 hours in that game or something. It's just too much. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that's, that's just, like I said, playing it for a few hours a day or something after I come home from work, waiting for my girlfriend to get home and then playing it while she's in the shower for a little bit and just adds up over time. And uh, yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> it seems like a lot. But then I look back at like when I was in high school playing Call of Duty. Every Call of Duty game, I had like 20 days of game time in. Like it's way too much. Way too much. I, I wish I had that much free time at this point. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I don't appreciate it as a kid. You're just like, oh yeah, I'll always do this. And it's like you grow up and you're like, oh man, if I yeah. had an extra hour this week, I'd be so happy. <laughs> Every kid wants to grow up quickly and you kind of... Yeah miss what you had and then you're like wait a job i have to have one of these oh i have responsibilities <laughs> oh gross <laughs> yeah people I are know. telling you on me no <laughs> and the other thing you, you do not take into account is like before when i was uh, a teenager i could stay up gaming to mm-hmm. 2 3 a.m 4 maybe and then go to school and nothing would happen mm-hmm. and now i'd be begging for mercy <laughs> For it's the rest of the day, much. yeah. No, after yeah. one a.m., that's my bedtime now. Like, sorry, I, the last I can't. Time I stayed up that late. Like, I have no idea. Like, we like typically I go to bed around like midnight, but I'm like starting to get fairly tired, and then I get up like five hours later for work. Yeah, but I can't imagine staying up until like three a.m. Now I don't know. I couldn't tell you the last time I did that. It's been years. And it was a mistake at the time. <laughs> Get off! Like I'm so tired. <laughs> this is the reason why why I quit, I quit playing D and D. I I used to be into D and D, but to a point that I knew almost all the books by heart. I, I knew I, I was obsessed with it, and it it took the whole weekend out from you. And now I realize that like. For, I know you play like what six to eight hours and preparation for the adventure and reading manuals over and over to be sure that the rules you're using are are the the correct ones. Uh-huh. And no, I wish I had like an extra day to play Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> it's it's a it's a, it's impossible. And I feel like that's the same thing at our ages. And yeah. I don't know. I wish I could go back and have the whole it's, night. Do you ever find it weird? Maybe like whenever I go on vacation, like a lot of times we just take like a week off from work. We don't even go anywhere, but we just take the week off of vacation time just to catch a break, get some stuff done and just relax for a little bit. Do you ever find it weird having that much free time if you ever take a vacation? No, like I actually like, do. Like I, I, I do the same thing as you, but with a couple of days, like from time to time, I said, Okay, you know what? Today I am not working. I am mm-hmm. I'm more I'm ordering takeout for the kids and I'm doing nothing. <laughs> and yeah. I don't know. I end up uh, either reading or playing video games or, or catching up with some anime or Netflix series and mm-hmm. that days fly by too yeah, fast. I, it's always every time if I take like a day off of work, it's one thing. But like when we take like a week off, I'm always like, like four days into it. I'm like, am I supposed to be? I feel like I'm supposed to be doing something. What's going on? Yeah. <laughs> I feel like I'm forgetting yeah. something horrible happening that I'm supposed <laughs> to be taking care of. Like, I feel like I've, I've messed up terribly. What's going on? <laughs> we, we should, we should ask somebody with some psychological background or anything, but I think that we are now pressured into doing things like, yeah. You you watch Instagram or anything, and people, oh, I'm doing this. I'm going to out with friends. I'm I'm trying this new restaurant, whatever. And I don't know. I remember uh, back in my days doing nothing. Like I was at home, and I don't know what to do. There's nothing for me to do. What do I do? And and actually, you know, uh, this is a phenomenon that uh, parents usually talk about. Uh, because our kids are suffering for having too much stuff to do. They don't mm-hmm. develop uh, imagination as well as we because they are never bored. They, they always have a video game, a series to watch. Uh, when when I was a kid, um, on, on TV, there were two kids' channel, and 
if they weren't if there was something I didn't like, I, I had to turn off the TV and that's not a thing now. Yeah. Well now they have the internet and it's just like whatever I want is in front of me all the time. Exactly. Just, you can't get away from it with as long as the computer is on, it's always in front of you. Yeah. And yeah, nice. I feel this is what happens to you as well. Like, like you, we are conditioned now to do something all the time. Mm-hmm. And it's exhausting. It's weird. Like even a couple of years ago, I, never, I didn't feel this way. Like whenever I had days off, it's like we have a like a soccer field in my backyard. And uh, like I just go out and kick the ball around for hours and hours and hours. And it was it was super. It's still super relaxing when I do that. And uh, like now it's just like I'm like panicked. Like, oh, man, uh, I guess. I guess I should probably head back inside. There's probably things I need to be getting done. It's like, no, I just, I need to just chill out and relax. Like now I, I really, I, there was a point where I recognized it. And so I was like, I'm not taking my phone outside with me. Like I would, I would set it down off to the side where it wouldn't get dirty, but just in case I'd needed it, I'd leave it there. Now I take my watch off my, I have an Apple watch connected to my phone so I can get text messages. So I take that off, take my, my phone out of my pocket and just leave it inside. And I go out and just, I pay no attention to the amount of time I'm out there. I'm just like, I just need, just need to disconnect, just get away. I'm tired of being tethered to my phone. And yeah, I think that's necessary for everyone to do. Like we, you need to take a break and, mm-hmm. and do nothing for a couple of, for moments in your life. Yeah. Yeah. Like I said, I feel like a lot of times people are fitting anytime they have free time. It's like, all right, what can I get done? Like there's no sense of like, how do I relax? It's what chores can I get done in this free time? What kind yeah. of stuff can I push in there? Like it, yeah. Sometimes the it's nice clean yeah, something. Exactly. yeah. Like even then, like when I have free time, a lot of times it's like, I need to, I need to write something like I've, I throughout the day, every day, this happens every day to me. I'll have like an idea pop in my head. I go to my phone, type it into my notes, like, all right, idea. And then whenever I get free time, I come back to the computer here. And I type it all out so I actually have it saved then. And it's like, I could probably just save this for another time. Just take a breather. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> always always some project to be worked on. But anyway, we're actually a little over an hour here. I don't know if there's anything else you want to touch on real quick before we wrapped up. No, I think this awesome. was great. <laughs> I, thank you so much for coming on. I really appreciate it. I had a great time chatting. Me too. Um, thank you for having so, me. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Where where can people go to check out your stuff? Um, you can check out Garden of Lore on gardenoflore.com. From there, you can jump to any store to check it out if you want. And you can check our our Twitch account at round two the dash uh, underscore TV. Or on YouTube, we are starting a couple of series on YouTube. Uh, Round 2 Entertainment is the username for that. And you can follow me on TikTok on Merrick20. Awesome. And all those links will be in the description as well. Uh, go check out deadjustproductions.live. Check out our sponsors. I, You know, I do a terrible job of mentioning our sponsors on the show. I can't believe they haven't dropped this yet, if I'm being completely honest. Uh, but you know, check them out. The links to them will be in the description below. They're wonderful. We love having them. Go check them out. We got G95 apparel, hoodies, pullovers. They got filtration built in. You got Surfshark, surf the web with privacy. Don't worry about region locking. Go check out deadjustproductions.live. It's got links to everything on there. Thank you so much for coming on, man. Really appreciate it. Had a fun time chatting. Me too. Very much enjoyed it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you everyone for listening. We'll see you on the next time. Bye guys. Bye.